because I obviously, I'm a, if I have any bias, and I know I do, it's definitely innovate, on the side of innovation, technology, free speech, I believe in freedom, I believe in liberty, and I believe that we should always try to find ways to do things better, faster, and allow the private sector to do what it does. So that brings us, I think, to kind of Facebook and Google and PC culture, because Facebook, well, I'll say this, the 2016 elections, um, outside of the Russiagate situation, People really believe the social media and really just the internet influenced the 2016 elections. People felt like they were bombarded with certain types of things, pro-Trump things, pro-Clinton things. Honestly, the way that the algorithms on these sites work is that the more that you look at, the more they feed you, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who, you know, you see a, a shooting maybe between a, a white officer and a black uh, black individual, black civilian, and you're watching that and you're commenting, and you're sharing it, you're going to see more of it and more of it and more of it and more of it. And vice versa, if you're maybe conservative or Republican and you see someone burning a flag and that burns you up, you're going to see a lot more flag burnings because it's just they're looking for you to stay on those platforms. So one thing that they've tried to do and that they've come under fire for is regulating or moderating the internet, basically, and deciding what gets shown and what doesn't, how people see it, how they don't. When people create a, uh, an account on Facebook or on any other social media site, they usually don't read the fine the fine print, nope. the privacy nobody policies. Does. Are, nope. Nobody <laughs> does. And so Congress is basically like, you know what, you need to make it more clear what people are getting when they look at this and you need to find more ways that people can see everything rather than just the algorithm, like being slaves to the algorithm, basically. So as PC culture has kind of become a thing, then there's a question of, well, what is considered offensive and what isn't? So that's where individual things come into it. And I, a lot of people think that there's like a machine that manages what's considered harmful or not. You do as a user, of course, you can always hit report or flag or, and Facebook will now ask you why you think it is what it is. But there's actually people doing that. There's 150,000 people uh, who work all over the world who are censors, literally for these sorts of platforms to decide what is and what isn't. Um, they're doing a study about how this affected 2018 because they want to see if it changed the way people went into the elections, if it changed you know, their voting patterns, or even if it just kind of changed their sentiment. But I really feel like I, there's a growing issue or a question about whose job it is to tell you how to feel about what you see. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you're the user, you're the consumer. You can only be as riled up as you choose to be but other people say that's not the case, that you know what I mean? Like if you're fed these images, then of course you're gonna react that way. Well, I, I don't think you can filter that. I just don't. I mean, we're in a society now where we see what we see and we react emotion based on our emotions of what we see. And a lot of times we view videos, pictures, and before we dig into what's really going on, we've already concluded our what we thought right. had happened. Mm-hmm. So right. therefore, it's no going back to change someone's mind. Um, and I really don't see they can have as many people as they have following it. I don't see a change in it. I just, I, I. But it was the fear when the internet first started. That was the fear. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you're saying that everybody can place an information right. highway. It's just a free flow so, of yeah, information. So, yeah, it's just free flow information. So the fear when it first started was, okay, well, who's going to control this? Right. We don't need to be controlled. Everybody yeah. should have access to this information. Exactly. And they should be able to. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Now everybody has, you're bombarded with so much at any given moment. I had to turn off Yahoo uh, News off the other day because I got alerts mm-hmm. every five minutes of stuff that's not only national, but international. Right. And actually, most of it wasn't even local. I was like, this is happening in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> <laughs> like, how is this? But we are, th- that's, that's who we are, though. We want to know. We want to know now. Because... Lord, if we get to the barbershop and they're talking about it and we didn't read it ourselves. <laughs> right, that's another thing. So, but like, whose job is it is my thing? Because I don't like the idea of, 
anytime you've created something, well, now you can be sued for it because, yeah. you know, well, you allowed all these, you know, these sorts of ads to be shown, but then you had all these ones that were reported or flagged or taken down. People get very upset when you when they're banned from Twitter or Instagram or YouTube for any amount of time. Yeah, but that's the problem, though, because if, if humans are going to be the ones that are ciphering to decipher who's right and who's wrong, humans always have some level of bias. It doesn't matter who you are. There's always some level of bias. So... Unless we gonna find, you know what? I'm not even go there because they use That's gonna segue me to Amazon, and I know how you love Amazon. Because I'm about to say, unless we gonna find some artificial intelligence that's gonna be able to decipher uh, based on, you can't even do that. I'm about to say you can base it on words or uh, phrases and stuff, but you can't even do that because that's still some level of bias. I, I don't. I'm well, that's with Erica. They ask, are you a right. robot? <laughs> are you a robot? Right. Do your that's captions. What that question is for. Are you a robot? Because the captions don't. I fail all the time. I. So there, there is a way that tech companies are doing this, but we're going to get into that a little bit when we get back. After this short break, you'll come right back to Leadership Blend. You start by Simone Cherie. Attention, sports fans. Tailgate season is here, but you can't keep doing what's been done. It's time for a change. A change? Yes, a change. This year, take your tailgate game to the next level with mobile tailgate parties. That's right, mobile tailgate parties. Throwing all-inclusive tailgate parties since 2011. What? All-inclusive? Yes, all-inclusive. Rent the ultimate tailgate party trailer for the day or the weekend. We'll even travel out of town to do your party. Throwing the best party couldn't get any easier. Our fleet of trailers range in size and price from economy to deluxe. Each trailer comes equipped with a large screen TV, coolers, audio connections for music and amplified sound, satellites to broadcast your game, a grill, and the ladies' favorite part, a private bathroom. No more porta potties for your guests. Score! Or upgrade your experience. The deluxe tailgate experience could include event consulting, a grill master, rainette grilling, multiple TVs, tents, chairs, a DJ, host, and more. The big game is coming. So get your free quote today at 678-516-1312. That's 678-516-1312. Or visit us on the web at www.mobiletailgateparties.net. That's www.mobiletailgateparties.net. Be the envy of the lot this season with mobile tailgate parties. story as I see it. The trouble is when I say it, they don't believe it. They reckon I can only say it, but I don't mean it. I'm trying to tell them I can only say it if I can feel it. Cause money's tight, maybe tighter than it was before. I'm helping out on a mortgage I really can't afford. Family breaking north, I cover the trips abroad. Shaking, I'm making another loss on another tour. But what I done it for? To see my mother in the sun abroad. I run in the trouble that was coming for. My little brother got the hunger. 
hunger for All the exact same pain That makes the rain in my stomach pour So let me paint it broader This for any dude who's got a daughter Living off lines like your papa taught her I ain't got no time to be coming for you Go with the flow of this from the water uh. All right, everybody, it's still Monday and it's still the Leadership Blend, but it, today it is hosted by me, Simone Cherie. So um, <laughs> thank you for hanging in with us so far. I feel like I should feel some kind of way about that. But I, I don't well, think I do, but I feel like I should. Here's the thing. The only reason you're saying that is because Simone Cherie is such a short name, like it's six letters to each side, whereas you have like Ricardo D. Rice, like it's so much more to say. So I think Simone Cherie probably what kind of a little bit better. made me think that you just come... Actually, I think that might make sense. It may flow a little bit better. I don't, That's all. I don't... I don't whatever. <laughs> Our host is still here, clearly, Um, (laughs) in good health and with plenty to say. So, (laughs) yeah, it's fun on this side. Yes, people, it is fun on this side. I don't have to think. I don't have to moderate. I can just go for broke. That's Simone's job day to moderate, not mine. Yes, yes. (laughs) But so far, it's easy because y'all both have a lot to say. 
Um, and I think we've Full covered a lot of really good ground. She's a friend of the show, you know. Thank you. Yes. Enjoy it. So just to kind of cap out this conversation, we were talking a lot about um, about censorship and about social media, about the internet, about whose responsibility it is to make sure that the speech that you see is not hate speech, but that it also allows for free speech, um, which as citizens we're guaranteed to. So this is coming up because, uh, well, really Facebook has been under fire, I think, since the 2016 election, and Congress has put a lot of pressure on all of the big tech companies um, including Google because of YouTube um, and Twitter about what they basically permit to grow. So Facebook was kind of accused of allowing movements to grow, allowing groups and pages to be created where people were, um, you know, were skinheads, were Klansmen, were anti-Semites, um, people who ultimately ended up being Russian bots um, and were trying to influence the election. But basically they've kind of said, you know what, you need to either you need to pick one or the other. You need to either be a platform and allow free thought to flow, or you need to be a publisher. Um, and Facebook has licensing as a publisher, so just to articulate what those differences are, if you create any sort of a an outlet for people to speak, you're technically responsible for the speech that goes on there because not all speech is guaranteed under free speech. Pornography is, or you know, sexually explicit speech, especially regarding children, is not protected under the First Amendment. So free speech is not a free-for-all. But that said, we can, as users, report things and flag things. And Facebook has always kind of done that, but they've been under increasing pressure to do that. Um, and Facebook alone hires over 150,000 people around the world to regulate its sites, basically. All, all the pages, all the groups that you can throw up every other day. The content that gets uploaded to YouTube um, can also be flagged, but it has to be reviewed by people because these algorithms, the way that they're created, you can't also create an algorithm to beat. Um, and a lot of people who have meant no harm have definitely been banned from using certain social sites or have their flags reported or whatever. Um, Instagram will put you on a timeout or put you in like YouTube jail, quote unquote, because a lot of things can be things can be flagged for any reason. But that doesn't necessarily make them hateful. So what I feel like uh, and what I kind of wanted to, to dive into a little bit is that all of this, I think, is coming from this place that we feel like we're almost victims as consumers, or at least Congress does. Like, we don't have the thought process to say, okay, well, why am I seeing what I'm seeing? You know, how seriously should I take this? Like, you know that there are trolls and comments on every social platform that literally just want to say things like that, mm -hmm. um, that will go, you know, I hate to use this example, but like, especially if you're seeing something tragic, if you're watching a police shooting, which those seem to always go viral, you'll see people will go in those comments just to say like, oh good, or, you know, that's what he gets. Just mm -hmm. sick stuff, but they do it on purpose. Meanwhile, now, you know, the platform is basically under fire for promoting hate speech when really it's just, you know, a handful of people or a handful of machines. So I think you probably need people to do it. I don't know how many people. I don't know if you can hire enough people to well, do so it. Again, but people are biased by nature. So I, you're going to get into, well, why was I flagged and why wasn't she flagged? We at the same post, but I use different wording. Like, it's... it's but even the people who are making the decision to remove posts, what are their bias? Do they agree with the comment or would they really take it down based on what they feel? Right, or I was going to say, it? some people just report things that Trump says. Right. Like, I mean, so that's a bad example. Cause just throw the whole thing away. Just throw the whole internet away. Maybe a lot of his Just throw the whole internet away at this point. Like, just throw it away. But yeah. People can, we can give encyclopedias back. <laughs> we, we can put yeah. books back in the libraries. Just throw the whole internet away at this yeah. point. Like, look, it, it's, look, but to this, to this credit, we cannot just throw the whole internet away. Here's what I will say. 
people, the internet is, is great for every, every reason it was originally great. It allows for the free flow of information and people should be able to voice their opinions on social media. I think that the question is, and I do like Facebook's model of this, is that now when you flag something, you have to be more descriptive. You have to say, this is offensive, mm -hmm. or you have to just say, I don't like it. And now these, these platforms are getting a little bit smarter to say, okay, well, if you don't like this type of stuff, we'll keep it from you. But I think they really want you to draw the line between what you don't like and what's actually a problem. That's going to require people to think. Which yes, we are, yes. We're increasingly more becoming less thinkers and more just layers. He is so dystopian. Like just, just <laughs> lay around. Like it's, it's, it's the most, it's the craziest thing to me that we don't want to think. We don't. But I blame all these other stuff. And I told you, Amazon is one. It's a monster. Um, Grubhub is one. Grubhub. So now, now I don't have to leave my house to get food. Grubhub. I don't have to leave my house to get food. I can, I can order from someplace. Now the but funniest thing is, this is what you wanted. Huh. This is what people want. It is. I know, and, they and now want we're... It, they want it fast. They want it... So you think we could think better if we had to go cult, if we had to go shoot our own food or chop our own exactly. food? Okay, that used maybe prehistoric. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. like, I said Grubhub was why a you, problem. That's, that's, that's that shade she like to throw. So <laughs> you just go throw shade at me like, so now I'm Neanderthal. I got to go out there and hunt a rabbit to eat it. That That's not what I said. I'm just saying <laughs> that in our day... We had to do a lot more thinking because things were not easily accessible. We had to do the research. We had to know how to look up words in encyclopedias. We had to be able to go to the library and use a, um, what's thing called? But, but, but. has <laughs> <laughs> been so long, I can't remember. But, 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 um, but look at, no, look we at, can't move on because I remember the name of it. What's the name of it? Um, not index you cards. Encyclopedia. No, when you used to go to the library, you had to pull out the box thing and use the little thing to, to go through it. Uh, okay, fine. I'll look it up. Erica, come on. I, I, I know it's a box. Just to just go through what? He's talking about the little index cards. So yeah, that used to be in the... Um, oh, the file folder? Is it a card catalog? I think it was a card catalog. You had to use the... Oh, God, you so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Where in the old days, in the old days, exactly you had to go to the library and go to the card catalog and actually look up the name of the book, pull out this long drawer and go through all these index cards. And you had to put that card back right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly right where it was to find the book that you needed. There was no going to the computer and typing it in and tell you to go down aisle six and on the third rack. No, you had to look, be able to go through A through J, find the name of that book if it was... Uh, Bears live. You had to go through A through J, pull out that index, um, the card catalog, go through there, find bears, whatever, look on that card, it huh. tells you where to go. Like you literally had to think to find a book. Now you can sit at a desk and go, I want to read this book yeah, and put it, download it, put it on your Kindle, and actually have somebody read it to you. You can get the audiobook. Somebody read it to you. Look, here's the thing. And first of all, I do support libraries because I, I'm a contractor, I work for myself, and I like a place to go and I don't like coffee shops because they're overrun with people. So I love going to the library to work. You know, and I'll people. sneak my little snacks in there. First That's of all. a shame. First of all. I sneak actually, my snacks yeah. in there. The my library just saying, work at the library. Now you can talk all out in the library. Now <laughs> you, you can, can bring snacks. Actually, you don't have to bring snacks. They got a Starbucks in the library now. You can but you don't have room. no books. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Uh, here, look, you got me so <laughs> off track. This is fun. <laughs> we got to do this more Is this what you feel on a regular this, basis? <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, I do think it's your generation that did believe we should be trying to do things a little bit easier. Of because at the same time, libraries are great, but there's only so many. The county can only afford so many, and you should not have to, I don't think, commute three miles to figure out whether or not this is a lethal chemical or this is. And I mean, imagine how many you, lives are saved by we live in access. the age of media, social media like this. You can yeah. travel sitting in your seat right now. You can go any place you want to go in the world. All you have to do is punch it up. Punch that's, it in. That's a problem. Next day, we have magic carpets that I can just jump on and go to... Uh, but can you imagine some we can go to Mars, the children to Mars. that can't get out of their communities what they can do with the computer? So we I was can't gonna go say back. this is a this is a part of equalization. <laughs> you told you on my side, but fine, 
the so libraries are created fine. for that. I'm just saying one doesn't have to phase out the other. That's my thing. Like mm-hmm. now we're to a point where libraries are fastly becoming almost obsolete. Like, I didn't. But it's I don't late. think we expected that to happen. But let me ask why though. Why? What's what is the innate value of a library if all of those books are available online? Because you get the library experience. Like, you have to go use a card catalog and be able to decipher how to go down an aisle and and use conceptual thinking. Uh, They teach classes in the library on on certain things. The library is more than just the books. It was a building that housed education outside of school. It was like a supplemental. With technology changing the way it is, even with jobs that are coming right here in our city yeah like they're not telling people to walk down the aisle to go no. down there and get something School they're like is online. exactly <laughs> now you have to walk to get up and get the amazon package on your front doorstep right so you can walk <laughs> but yeah but there's something with amazon look, huh no, no no i'm just saying you don't have to leave your home to be they're realizing the problem that's why most of these kids have no social skills because you don't have to leave your house they don't have to have become i don't work have with social them. skills no i work with them a What's lot about, of them. give me an example because I, I really feel like these kids do have great social skills. They communicate all the time. With each other over a headset while they play uh, right. Fortnite. They communicate. With each other. They don't know how to talk. <laughs> I do interviews because, you know, I do the internship program. Uh-huh. And I have a lot of millennials. Half of them can't look me in the face. They don't use proper English. Don't get me started <laughs> on their resumes. That's education. I'm just like, I, the stuff that we just learned innately in school, they don't know how to do. Like, have a conversation. Send a good email that doesn't, But the you problem know. is the world is changing. Resumes are going to be obsolete. Yeah, but is the world is the world actually changing, or are we just fast? Like you go to China and stuff, are they they're still using a lot of stuff we used to use? No, I think no, it's changing. They, I was going to say not China. They've got a lot well, of Japan, stuff, but Japan. they censor the heck out of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they still preserve the. I, well, Let's that's not, not a good China example. As yeah, I'm about to say, that's not a good. One. Okay, scratch that. Scratch China. Um, but just other, you can't even say third world countries anymore because they're not third world countries. But other countries have found a good, I know you don't like the word hybrid, a good <laughs> hybrid of preserving the old and uh, allowing the new to come in. You think and libraries still, will end up in museums? Yes, I do. I think at the rate we're going, libraries are just going to be obsolete. And, you know, I just, the thought of it just, it's gut wrenching. It just like, makes you sad. It does. It, it really <laughs> makes me sad because I, I feel like the stuff that forced us, and I guess I see it now because the stuff that we did is no longer here so now I see the effects of it so it's just like we knew this they stuff don't, they don't have a, a means to create yeah like it's, it's the they stuff that they actually it. need you know we knew stuff and we didn't know why we knew it right. because we were just getting taught it and we didn't realize we needed it now that these kids are not getting taught it I'm like why don't you know that and it's like oh because they don't have that program we like can reform well yeah but we don't need to write in cursive Yes, you yeah, do. You have to sign. No, you don't, though. No. That's the big... I'm but, glad you but, brought but, that but, up. But, but I say that because the first response, you said, we don't need that. And that's where we are in society. Yep. Mm-hmm. We need to pick what we need and what we don't. But at the end of the day, what if that child wants to do, like, we were just talking about the iPhone. Like, I'm so a fan. I know you're not. I'm not. But I'm we're not. talking about when you Can do, we use a better when, example? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, when you read, when you do Steve Jobs' um, bio, you go back and look at how he did the calligraphy and that took a lot of skill it took a lot of insight creating something different than technology that we've seen before so if we dismiss those things we don't give a kids an opportunity to, to to broaden their horizon to think differently outside the box. So well it's the, it's the, it's the opposite sure. of what everybody's argument is well the kids should have more options well when you take away some of this old stuff you're taking away some of their options yeah. so now the only thing you know how to do is write in print well uh, every document that you mostly see it says 
print your name mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. sign your name, mm-hmm. which means they shouldn't look the same. They, the it's two they different do. handwriting because <laughs> they don't know how to write in cursive. But you know what? I will say though, there's something to be said about curating education. Like we talk about innovating education, like putting it online or whatever. But I really believe in just curating education, which is that you do have specializations. Like you treat primary school and middle school a lot more like college instead of waiting until college to say okay. And even in college, it's like we have this idea, another old, archaic idea, that there's certain things you need to know. Wait a minute. What you not about to do is throw shade. That's what you not about to do. <laughs> Who's so, that directed towards? Because you, I don't know, but I felt a hit dog a hall and I no, felt hit. No Because need. you could have just said older ideologies, not archaic. Okay. Old archaic. Well. Watch your words, older. Simone. I know you're in my seat, but watch your words. Okay, older ideologies. Basically, it's just the older institution, this idea that you need to know certain types of knowledge. And then if you get to college, if you have any other interests, you can just fill those up with electives. And it's like, really, it should really be the other way around. You should really be spending your time focusing on what you're interested in, especially at that age. And then if there's room for anything else, I mean, at that point, you're paying for your education. So why is there a mandate core curriculum? Like, I still feel like we give some of these kids, because in essence, they're kids, too many options. I liked it when in we had this. elementary school? Yeah. What are the options in elementary school? Well, I'm gonna say like when they get to middle school, because now you got like you just said, now you get to pick what you want. Well, in middle school, I didn't know what I wanted. I just was kind of going with. I'm not old enough to know what I want. So, well, for what you needed, what did middle school do for you? What do you remember from? Well, well, I didn't go to middle school. I just put that disclaimer. Middle school, eight, uh, K through seven, eight through twelve. Oh, well, even sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> uh, you know, I first of all, asking me this question is not fair because I'm almost forty, <laughs> so I barely remember high school, let alone middle school. Um, I'll I'll take high school too. I want to know who said that these are the things that you need to know and why they're so like. What's important is based is relative because it's based on what kind of world we're living in. So are these things still important? I don't think they are. And I don't think that the core of them, six hours of your day for 12 years of your life, is really being reflected with what kids need to Well, know. actually, okay, so fine. Let's go to, there was a show called Revolution that had a really good season and the second season kind of fell off and got canceled. But the, the concept behind Revolution was all electricity went out of the world mm-hmm. and they had to go back to the archaic times <laughs> and to see people who could not survive because they knew nothing about the archaic times brought a perspective for me. I was like, yeah, we can innovate, but we still need to preserve. You can innovate stuff, but we still should preserve stuff. So if electricity does leave the world, we still know how to do certain things. Because right now, if this were to leave the world, we'd be yeah, up crap creek. That's true. We should. Because we don't know how to, we didn't preserve anything. Yeah. If I could, like, if we could just speculate on this, just because it's so interesting. The things that I feel like you have to teach or should have to teach in this in this future state in which that we just focus on what's important. I do think kids need to know about finance. I think they need to know about budgets. They need to know where money comes from. They need to know a little bit about inflation. I also think they need to understand health, like the basics of health, how to take care of yourself, what vitamins are, what the problems of obesity are. I think kids need to know about survival skills. So I do think they need to be able to understand, you know, the difference between your your poison berries and your non-poison berries. I do think they need to know how to build things. But those are things that you can teach. I feel like you can but teach also, all of those I skills. I agree with him and we do need to preserve our history. History too, yeah. To definitely preserve. Now 12 years of history, potentially the same history over and over and over, I don't know. Well, Memorization of certain dates and but you gotta places remember, and people, if, I don't know if all of those If are you don't know your history, I, but, There's nothing new under the sun. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we never take the time to understand history, we're doomed to make mistakes. That's because there's nothing new under the sun. It may be packaged differently. It may look a little different. But there's nothing new under the sun. So I'm just like, if we never take the time to preserve the history and actually 
teach it, especially African-American history. What happens when we don't take yeah. the time to, uh, I think you know, a lot of us would, would sign up to take a class like that. I'm but, just, I, we just we don't do enough preservation. We're doing too much innovation, and we're not preserving this the core stuff. I you know I do feel some kind of way, and I I, I didn't take it to one shop class, home economics. Yeah, I didn't take it to one, yeah. but the fact that we're dealing with a housing crisis uh, and a labor shortage, mm-hmm. if we'd have kept home uh, home economics and, and if we'd have kept shop classes, these kids would be inspired to go. You know what? Maybe I don't want to go to college yeah. and do technical stuff maybe I am good with my hands maybe I should I actually like this I like fixing a car maybe I, I should go to you know to shop skills. school or yeah. I like welding maybe I should but you know why that's, that's why the girls should yeah. be able to go to the oh place. my god Erica you can go fix my car outside if you really want good to point. Good we point. got some trees you can climb up <laughs> but maybe there's no room for that because we gotta spend 12 years in social studies <laughs> exactly.